Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 161 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we're here again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly, how have you been this week? What have you been up to? I have been excellent because I visited Carowinds for my first <sighs> ever time and I got to do Scarowinds. Oh, oh it's been so, on my list. So we've talked about it on the show. What was it like being there? Okay, so uh, I brought my husband, who usually goes with me to the haunt events because he loves them. Mm-hmm. No joke, it was one of my favorites of the season of haunt events. Wow. And you've I, you've done all the biggies. I've done all the biggies. Um, yeah, and it was incredible. Uh, it also has my favorite house of the season. Really? All right, yeah. tell us about it. So it's called Slaughterhouse. So um, it was reminding me of something from Hollow Scream last year. Okay. When you're going through and you have the, the uh, like pig heads are on people and the knives and it's very gory. Uh-huh. Uh, this was incredible. You started going through almost like, I don't know what the word is, but like cow stables. Oh, that like cute. Yeah, like a Temple Grandin kind of yes. uh, uh, yes. shoots that they uh, use for livestock. It was okay. so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only five houses, so it's definitely smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But it feels a little bit more attainable. The scare zones were amazing. Mm. And Adam, who never gets scared, said this was the first time I've ever been scared at a wow. event. He said there was something. It wasn't even the scare actors because they do less of jumping out at you mm-hmm. and more of going through the house. So, Interesting. yes. Okay. So you're not able to predict, you know, when you're going to get a jump scare or whatnot. Like, they were literally coming at you, going through the house. Uh, and it was interesting because there's also less scare actors in the houses. Mm. But maybe that's what made it a little bit freakier to me almost. Because mm. they were very well done itself, the sets. Uh, but it was incredible. I highly suggest going. We did the fright um it's like the fright lane, which you can, you know, cut ahead mm-hmm. of the line. And it's so well managed. We didn't wait at all. I mean, it didn't even feel that busy. We uh, waited in some houses, like in just the normal queue when we got there. Wasn't bad. It was, it's a very well run event. They space out the people too. So highly recommend if you can come here. This is one of my favorites. That's fantastic. All right. I'm adding that to my uh, Halloween bucket list for yes. sure. You know, it's, um, it's funny because we... I'm writing a story like today about, you know, not scary farm because it's 49 Mm -hmm. years old. You know, we think of Halloween events as like Halloween Harnets as the only, you know, the top of the top. There are so many other great events out Mm -hmm. there that you need to, it's it's the same way as the Disney bubble works. People refuse to believe that other parks exist besides Disney. Get out there, go to some of the other ones because this year, Knott's and Carowinds, Chef's Kiss, my favorite. Horror, Horror Nights is great. I'm I'm a a veteran fan and former employee. Um, I in fact this week I just got to go to Blumfest uh, at Universal and we got a great Q and A session with Mike Aiello and Charles mm-hmm. Gray um, about the design of Halloween Horror Nights. I love the work that they do. I, I have full respect for all the artistry that goes into Halloween Horror Nights, but it's not the only game in town. 
Uh, if you want to read some of my spicier thoughts about it this year, go over to orlandoweekly.com for my my column this this past week. Um, but yeah, don't judge a haunted event just on the number of haunted mazes that it has. Um, you know, there it's it's quality over quantity, and uh, you know, uh, scares don't need to have big expensive special effects. Um, for me, totally it's all about the human yes. touch. Mm -hmm. It's all about how much freedom you give your actors and and how, you know, treating your actors like your characters, like they are performers and artists and not just like human animatronics that just pop up and say boo over and over. Absolutely. These Carowin actors are not timed to a music where they have to mm -hmm. come out during a certain line. So, you know, these events, I guess you would classify as less polished, but maybe mm -hmm. that's what makes it scarier. Yeah. It feels yeah. a little bit I mean, Hey, if you grew up like me doing backyard haunted houses that the mm -hmm. neighbors put on in, in, you know, the backyard or in their garage, um, you know, to me, that's the essence of, of a good haunted house is is the the personal touch and, you know, seeing the fingerprints on it. But um, that that sounds like a great event. I, I would love to check that out sometime. Uh, for me, I, I got to go to that Blum House, oh, the Blum Fest event, uh, where we got to see the Black Phone um, and uh, talk to a couple of the uh, young actors from that. Phenomenal Finn, performances. I mean, that's you know, that's more than a, a horror movie. I would classify that as like a, a, a psychological, psychological drama. And there's yeah. some really, really great acting going on in there. Uh, I was, I, I, I liked, uh, I, I liked the haunted house at universal even better now that i understand what, what yes. was going on okay that so people were like why is blumhouse your favorite at both coasts and i said because i watched the black phone mm -hmm. right before attending both events yep. it changes you because it's so well done absolutely you know? absolutely and we also uh got to see halloween ends oh. uh, and <laughs> i will say um as you know, someone who has seen, I think, every single, all 17 Halloween movies. Um, and uh, I, I'm, you know, the series has had its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I did not hate this finale. Some some people really hate this last film. Um, I, I did not, it did not give me what I expected, which I appreciate. And I am still thinking about it a couple days later. Um, so to me, uh, it, you know, it didn't just go right out of my head a lot the way a lot of films do. Um, it is a lot. It, it is a lot. It is, it is a strange film in the same way, almost that like Halloween three is strange in that it does not give you anything of what you expect from a Michael Myers Halloween movie um, until the very end. Um, but, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing and I will let everyone else uh, debate it on social media because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to step into that. Did you go through stages where you hated it or you never hated I, it? I, I was fascinated the whole time. I was like, these are really weird choices that they're making. And there were a couple of times where I just laughed out loud at kind of the absurdity, <laughs> but I, I wasn't, I wasn't pushed back from it. I was, I was leaning in. So, um, but the, I, I my my highlights of my week, um, I would say, were I got to go to Epcot and do the behind the scenes tour at yes. the land, which has returned. Um, I say it is just as good as it ever was. Uh, the one thing that I loved from the old version that I got to do, uh, did not get to do this time, was the releasing of the ladybugs. Mm -hmm. um, that was not part of the tour I did today, but we did get to 
eat a cucumber that had just been harvested from the greenhouse that day. And we got to feed the fish in the hydro, uh, the aquaponics cool. tanks. Yeah. And that was amazing. Um, I highly recommend, there is no better value tour at yes. Disney because it's, it's, it's an hour tour. And yeah. if you're an annual pass holder, it's less than 30 bucks. Uh, if you're right. a non-annual pass holder, it's like 35 something. Uh, any other tour costs three, four times that much at Disney. Um, and uh, it's really unique. If you're at all interested in gardening or uh, the environment, uh, sign up for it. Absolutely. Right. And uh, I think even beyond that to be, you're going behind the scenes on an attraction. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Even if you're just, you don't care about botany and and, right. and greenhouses, but you just want to be able to walk backstage and like, uh, like, you know, you always drift past the, uh, the, the culture lab at the very end of the yes. where you see the the scientists in there uh, making the little mini Mickey gardens. Well, you get to go around the backside and see the 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 backside of water, uh, or I guess uh, the backside of uh, the backside of land. Yes. Um, so yeah, I I highly highly recommend uh, the behind the scenes tour and uh, on the unofficialguides.com, I'm going to have a, a whole detailed uh, full walkthrough video and. Uh, an article on that. So check that out. And um, the last thing that I got to do this week was yesterday um, at Give Kids the World, there was a special fundraising event. The uh, Disneyana National Fan Club World Chapter uh, had the premiere of a film, uh, uh, a new Peter Pan film, Peter Pan and his uh, magical Neverland, um, that featured uh, narration by Margaret Carey, who is the original uh, wow. model for Tinkerbell in Peter Pan. Um, and, uh, Jim Corcus, the Disney historian was there. Uh, the director of the film was there, uh, and it was a, a fundraiser for give kids the world, which is an amazing place. They've yes. reopened the, you know, they were closed for a while after COVID, um, but they are back and it was really great to see the, the good work that they are doing there. So we have both had crazy busy weeks right. then, um, but. Uh, just cause we've been busy. The rest of the theme park world has also been busy. Yes. Um, and that means it is time for us to jump into the news in the queue. Okay, we are starting out at the Disneyland Resort where Magic Band Plus is going to debut on October 26th. And if you are a Magic Key holder or cast member or a DVC member, you can be the first starting on October 19th to purchase Magic Band Plus at Disneyland. Yes, this is a long time coming. As everyone mm -hmm. knows, they never got Magic Band. They never mm -hmm. got Magic Band 2.0. We're going right to Magic Band Plus. Uh, I'm not sure if I will be uh, purchasing one. I still haven't gotten my Walt Disney World one yet, <laughs> but you can use them at both coasts. We have confirmed that you can as long as you have it linked into both apps. That is good to know because I was not looking forward to having to purchase yeah. yet another one of those, even right. though there are um, their new collectible colors and they've got five prints out there that are exclusive to Disneyland Resort. Um, and they've also got a special one for Magic Key holders that's got its own unique light. That's sort of tempting, uh, uh, <laughs> considering I'm, I'm a Magic Key holder, at least at least for the time being. Right. A little <laughs> tempting. Um, but yeah, so I, if you're already familiar, we've talked a lot about Magic 
fan plus uh, when it uh, oh, came here in Walt Disney World. Um, a lot of the same things that you can do here in Disney World, you're going to be able to do at Disneyland when they open up the new World of Color show and the new Wondrous Journeys fireworks at Disneyland. Those are both going to sync up. Uh, with the bands like they do with the nighttime spectaculars in Florida. So there will be haptic vibrations. Haptic <laughs> vibrations, uh, which means your wrist is going to buzz. And honestly, like between my cell phone buzzing in my pocket all the time and, and this thing buzzing on my wrist, I start to develop these phantom vibrations. Oh, like my. you ever like have this thing where you like feel your phone buzzing and you're not even holding yes. your phone. <laughs> yeah. So this is just going to make that even better. Um, you're also going to be able to go into Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and play the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters uh, interactive game. And uh, we actually have uh, an article on our website all about that uh, that you can watch. Um, the interesting thing about Disneyland's version is I believe, uh, or as of at least the last release they announced it, it doesn't work getting into your room or charging folio privileges so you still have to use the disneyland app yes uh yeah it's interesting because the disneyland app allows you to um tap into your room using yeah. uh rfd rfid or bluetooth on your phone um same technologies in the magic band but yeah they have not announced that as a feature uh so that's kind of curious um, yeah, I think I think until we stress test it and figure out exactly what works and what doesn't, um, uh, you know, some of the details are, are still slightly vague. Um, but I will hopefully be able to get to test that out uh, on my next trip out there and make sure that uh, you can use it on both coasts and they're not just going to double dip and make me buy another right. one. Right. I mean, I'm wondering if you're going to have to log it out of one, you know, log it out of the Disney World app and then put mm -hmm. it into Disneyland. So Yeah, and, and normally, that. normally Magic Bands, uh, you know, once they're attached to a specific ticket number, they are attached to only that ticket number. Right. Um, though... I don't know. You can upgrade your or, you know, upgrade to an annual pass and still keep it attached. So there's all sorts of loopholes. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, we'll have to wait until it comes out uh, in, uh, well, days, just yeah. days for mm -hmm. uh, for annual pass holders or magic key holders. So uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing plenty of reports really soon about that. Um, if you are interested in purchasing one yourself uh, starting October 26th, um, you're going to be able to get them at downtown Disney district at world of Disney or pin traders inside Disneyland park at the Emporium pioneer mercantile Tomorrowland landing, um, Disney California adventure park at Elias and company trolley treats, Oswald or seaside souvenirs, uh, and inside the gift shops of the resort hotels. Um, bake, make sure, uh, you've, bringing a USB wall wart with you because yeah. these things usually do not come charged uh, and they have a USB adapter, but not the thing that actually plugs into the wall. So if you have one for your cell phone, you can use the same thing. But honestly, if you've got a whole family, uh, these things need to get charged pretty much every night. Uh, they advise that you manually turn it off afterwards because I've noticed that if I just lean, leave mine off the charger for a couple of days, it dies. 
even if I'm not using it. So basically, a family should just bring like a power strip. Yeah, exactly. You need yes. to bring a power strip no, no, on your like... vacation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because uh, also... Don't bring a power strip on a cruise ship, though. No. I just learned that the hard way. You know, you have kids' iPads. You have yeah. your Apple Watch. No, I mean, watch. everyone. everyone's now got three or four devices that they've right. got to charge every night. So... Um, yeah, so keep keep that in mind because um, and and set aside time um, to, you know, connect these up. It takes a few minutes to, you know, pair them with your app. And, and uh, usually they have to have a firmware update. It's not instant. Um, yeah. Now, we we haven't heard anything about whether they are going to uh, now switch to an RFID based system for uh, things like lightning lanes for people who don't have the magic band uh, right now like lightning lanes um, if you're using with a smartphone app it's scanning a barcode uh, as opposed to using right. uh, a tap to pay type system at disneyland um, so that'll probably continue to be sort of a hybrid between the two systems for a while uh, who knows maybe eventually they'll go to a completely um, you know tap system like disney world has but it looks like for the time being, uh, if you're not going to invest in Magic Bands, you can still scan the barcode on your phone uh, or use a, a regular ticket. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And uh, to that point, I have seen photos, as I'm sure you've all seen, of them installing the tap stations at mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. entrance. But I don't think I've seen any at attraction. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we'll see. Yep. You know, this is going to be a, you know, time will tell. It's going to be a work in progress. Um <laughs> And uh, it will, I'm really curious to see, you know, people at, at Disney World, um, they seem to adopt magic bands, especially since they were initially free, uh, pretty readily. Um, I, you know, it seems wild now to think that when they first came out, there were actually like, they were talking in Congress. Like, this was like national news was mm -hmm. like, is this so too invasive for Disney to ask people to wear a wristband? And now, like, people, there are plenty of people who have voluntarily put a chip under their skin for oh, Disney. It was, it was no easy. question. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, scan my face, take my DNA, whatever. No big deal. Um, so the idea that, like, a wristband was, like, really, really controversial, like, just a decade or less right. ago mm -hmm. is, is kind of funny. Well, So we'll see how people in California adapt to it. Um, checking to see, uh, <laughs> in the comments, Brian, Brian says he has his Apple watch and his phone. So he's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need yet another one. Um, yeah, I mean, my, I, my thoughts are always going to be the same to me. This is not a magic band. This is an interactive play band. So yeah. you're not getting this for the functions of tapping into the park because we have that already. But if you are interested in all the bells and whistles, mm -hmm. your whole family doesn't need it. Get one for the kids, two, whatever. One. One. But yeah, I mean, this is, you know, and, it's, it's and, something entirely different. And I, I, I'll say, you know, I, I think this kind of interactive thing is welcome at certain parks in Walt Disney World, like Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, where there are a very few number of actual rides mm -hmm. and anything you can do to pad the number of experiences, they're great. Disneyland's got plenty to do. You can use easily yeah. spend a day in disneyland and never run out of things to do um so maybe on the really busy days uh this will help you know give something else that you can do that doesn't involve waiting in a line um but 
Let's see what the lines are like at the um, bounty board for the Batu bounty right. hunter game. You know, we'll, we'll see if, if people are waiting 20, 30 minutes just to uh, to sign up for one of these quests, then it's defeating the purpose. Correct. So, all right, moving on to our next story. At Disneyland, there's even more holiday magic this season, and we have some more details about the holiday events that are happening from November 11th through January 8th. Oh, it's my favorite time of the year at Disneyland. It is so because the mm -hmm. park is already so beautiful and magical. But now, once they add all the decor and the snow, and then uh, we found out that there is going to be a 2.5 hour guided walking tour. So you can mm -hmm. learn all different facts about the Disneyland holiday season, which uh I can't even imagine. Like, I want to learn how many lights there are, how much gallons of snow they go through. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, we we talked a little about the return of guided tours at Disneyland last week. And uh, this is the longest one that they're offering right now. Um, and it will include a, a look at the It's a Small World holiday. So uh, that attract that ride gets really long lines during the season. So it'll be get, get, great to skip the line for that. And you also get a reserve viewing for the Christmas Fantasy Daytime Parade, uh, which is, you know, you got to love those marching uh, toy soldiers yes. <laughs> and the uh, the goofy reindeer with the big tongues. Yes. Uh, Disney Festival of Holidays is also going over at uh, Disney California Adventure again. And this celebrates not only Christmas, but also Navidad, Hanukkah, Diwali, Kwanzaa, and Three Kings Day. A lot of really great ethnic food and music. Um, I am a fan of uh, Mostly Kosher, which is yes. uh, kind of a modern klezmer band <laughs> that they have that performs. Um, and the Fat Cat Swingers are also great. Uh, they've had those guys out for for various special events, um, and they're like a, a swing band. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Yes. I mean, what I love about if you, you know, a lot of people are used to maybe Epcot's Festival of the Holidays. At Disneyland, it is very entertainment driven. There is so mm -hmm. much live music, which, I mean, it should be. You're in Southern California, and the music mm -hmm. scene is incredible. That's my favorite part. You know, the food is you know, kind of hit or miss with their festival food, but it's the entertainment that is worth. Visiting. Yes. Yes. The new, uh, the headliner new entertainment for uh, DCA is uh, Tina and the sounds of celebration. And they uh, give holiday tunes, a uh, Latino flair. Um, and then there's also going to be Mickey's happy holidays, uh, which is a character celebration um, and you're also going to see the holiday toy drummers. Uh, that's kind of a variation on the green army men drummers that they have uh, yes. going to be out and about. Um, and so, if you're yeah. watching this, you probably see that Mickey and Minnie look a little different. I think they have new uh, costumes yes. this year. So it's going to be like kind of a vintage Christmas flair. Yes, ab <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they've got, uh, they got some new duds, um, kind of a retro look. Um, and... Uh, in addition to the that uh, character celebration, um, they are going to bring back the World of Color Seasons of Light show uh, at California Adventure. Uh, also, that as we mentioned before, the Christmas of Fantasy Parade and Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks are back as well. Um, and it looks like those magic bands that we were talking about are going to sync up with those holiday shows uh, as well as the regular shows. Yes, and Believe in Holiday Magic doesn't 
happen every night, like Disney World. So just know it's limited mostly to the weekends. So that's something to consider when you're visiting. Yeah, Disneyland has really been uh, cutting back on yeah. weekday fireworks, uh, partially in consideration for the neighbors. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's also budgets, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, if you uh if you want to see the fireworks, they do projection shows on the nights mm -hmm. when there's no fireworks. But if if you want to see those fireworks, uh, make sure you check your schedule in advance. Um, and yeah, as we mentioned, over at Disneyland, Mickey and Minnie have brand new duds that are super classic, um, kind of mid-century classic, red and green colors. Uh, Mickey's got a sweater and a scarf, <laughs> and uh, a Santa hat and. Uh, so these throwback costumes, uh, you're going to be able to meet up with them uh, in Town Square at Disneyland Park. Uh, and if you want to meet Santa himself, uh, he's going to be in Critter Country, in the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, and also in the hotels. He's going to be all over. <laughs> yep. How can he be so many places at once? Magic. Magic. <laughs> um, you know, we mentioned... Uh, the holiday food can be a little hit or miss sometimes, but there's some yummy stuff uh, this year. I I personally want to get those loaded latkes. Yeah, um, <laughs> me too. That's uh, Latkes are traditional <laughs> Jewish potato pancakes, and they're topping them this time with smoked brisket and a dairy-free uh, horse horseradish cream, because, of course, you can't mix meat and dairy. Um, and so I, I want one of those, and I think I might have to get a mistletoe mistletoe mule to wash yes. it down those are very good i've had that one before and then what my favorite always is the twist on the gray stuff you know they uh, do the, the holiday gray version stuff. the holiday version yeah it, it's so good yeah yeah you're gonna find that one at disneyland park in the red rose tavern um along with uh they've got a poinsettia cookie available at the grand californian hotel um, and, uh, I mean, we, we could spend another hour just talking about the merch. Um, right. this year's, uh, holiday bucket, uh, looks really fun. It's Woody and Buzz from Toy Story building a, uh, a pyramid of blocks that say happy holidays with the, uh, classic Pixar ball on top, uh, and filled with popcorn inside. Yes. They, I mean, their popcorn buckets are always pretty epic. So, yep. Uh, you know, start saving your money. There's a spirit jersey that also looks really cool. So, <laughs> yep, um, lots of stuff to look for. Um, the information can all be found uh, on the Disneyland.com website. And uh, Brian is reminding us: don't forget about that giant gingerbread house uh, in the Grand Californian. Um, it's not, you know, quite as long running a tradition as the one at the. Uh, Grand Floridian in Walt Disney World, but uh, it's just as creative uh, and just as cool to see. So, yes, absolutely, don't miss that one. Yes, and it's just that lobby is beautiful, and mm -hmm. then also they have that little snack stand where they do the little waffle mm -hmm. cone shots, Ooh, milk yeah. shot. Yeah, it is just some really good snacks there, and it's just beautiful. All right, now you're making me hungry. I didn't have All lunch right. before. We... <laughs> Uh, next up, Marvel Comics is joining with the Disney 100 Years of Wonder celebration to release some Disney 100 variant covers featuring uh, the Fab Five as classic Marvel characters. Uh, and this is kind of fun. If you are a, a comic fan, comic collector, and you recognize some of the classic covers that they are, are recreating, 
uh, you're going to want to start picking up issues of the amazing Spider-Man uh, when these are released early next year. Yeah, this is really cute. I feel like these would be really cool to frame in your office. The artwork yes. is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so uh, if uh, if you're not watching the video version of this, um, they are recreating uh, vintage covers from the, you know, the Silver Age uh or I don't know, maybe some, some of these are Bronze Age. I, I, I get my ages confused. Right. <laughs> uh, but early uh, introductions of the Avengers, uh, classic early Fantastic Four cover, uh, the origin of the Incredible Hulk, um, all of these covers redrawn, featuring, uh, you know, we've got Goofy as the Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got uh, Mickey Mouse as Captain America. And uh, you're going to find these variant covers on upcoming issues of The Amazing Spider-Man. The first one is Amazing Spider-Man number 17, and that is going to go on sale on January 11th. Yes. So if you are a collector, you're going to want to start getting ready for it. Again, look these up because they really are beautiful works of art. And I'm, now I, I was like, eh, I don't really care about this. But after looking more, I want to get them and frame them. Yeah, and if uh, if you are a hardcore collector, you're going to want to put multiple copies of this on your pull list uh, because there are going to be both the standard version and also a black and white version of, of each one. So, yeah, you're going to have to uh, stock up on multiples of these. <laughs> um, look for these on sale. Uh, uh, issue 17 on January 11th, issue 19 on February 8th, uh, and issue 21 on March 8th. There's going to be 12 different variants total. And if you do not know where to go to find comics in your neighborhood, um, head over to comicshoplocator.com. Um, <laughs> Brian in the comments is asking the question, we all are, is there going to be a She-Hulk Megan the Stallion variant cover? <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Uh, I sure hope so. I, we just watched uh, a couple nights ago the finale of She-Hulk. And uh, I got to say, as someone who is personally very tired of every Marvel movie and sh television show ending with lots of purple explosions, I, I just loved that <laughs> that fourth wall breaking uh, yes. finale. Uh, it was perfect for me. So next up. I am excited about this one. Monsieur Paul's restaurant is reopening at Epcot. The fanciest restaurant in Epcot's France Pavilion is finally opening up on Tuesday, October 18th. Um, and uh, reservations are available now. Uh, this, this article that we posted uh, back on October 13th. At that time, they did not have reservations or exact pricing, but I can share that with you right now. I have been trying for a reservation a million times a day, and it's been very difficult because the experience is very long, so there's really only a limited number of seatings, and I believe the last seating is even like 7 or 7.30 based on the app. I guess they're trying to be safe until they figure out you know, how long it's really going to take. Because remember, we thought Victorian Alberts would be three hours and it was like five hours. So, oh, yeah. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't hate me. But uh, as uh, we were prepping to start today's episode, I picked up a reservation for two on December 15th. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I haven't, 
Yeah, I, I do have a wife, uh, but uh, if you want to arm wrestle her for I will. <laughs> you might fight Genevieve. Maybe I can make it a table for three. We'll see. Oh, I um, keep checking. It's It's been hard. Yeah, but... it, yeah keep refreshing. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, since I was able to get that, I have a little bit of information for uh, you folks that wasn't in the article. One, uh, the price is $195 per person plus tax and tip. So it is almost approaching Victorian Albert's prices. Right. Um, uh, you're, you're getting close. Uh, but it is a multi-course meal. It is an experience. Um, the other thing is that their cancellation policy is a little different than anything else that I've seen. Uh, usually it's what, 10 or 20 bucks a person right. if you cancel and you have to cancel 24 hours in advance. And Monsieur Paul, you must cancel your reservation by phone or email at least 72 hours in advance of your oh, reservation. That's not too and bad. If, if you do not cancel 72 hours in advance, there is a $100 per person cancellation fee. So keep that in mind if you are booking this restaurant. All right. Um, but the menu looks so exciting. Oh, my God. So don't cancel. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I have here the full menu has been posted. Uh, and we're going to talk through it really quick. Um, the first is you get a starter of a glass of champagne um, and a uh, cheese puff. Uh, that's sort of a little amuse-bouche. And then we go into the appetizers, uh, and we start out with your choice of a main lobster salad, a saffron mussel soup, or an escargot cassoulet. Uh, all of these, of course, have very fancy French names with pronunciations that I would completely butcher. So right. I'm just jumping right to the English translations. Yes. Um, why don't you take the fish course? Let's see. So oh, I was you, very excited. You, you, sorry. I, I don't know if you can I'm read. Like, am I going blind? <laughs> oh, no, no. It's my, it's my fault. I should uh, zoom. Out. I, I will read them off because. Uh, <laughs> so uh, your fish course, uh, you've got a choice of a sea bass in puff pastry, seared sea scallops with maple pumpkin velouté sauce. I can never pronounce Ooh. it. And snapper in potato scales with thyme sauce. Okay. Uh, so that snapper sounds a little bit like flying fish. Yes, yes, very much like the yes. old uh, Flying Fish presentation. Yes. And then uh, finally, you've got a meat course, uh, a rack of lamb, a chicken fricassee with morel mushrooms and black truffles. Ooh. Wow. Or a center cut beef tenderloin yes. with porcini. <laughs> I, I think we know which one you're, you're ordering. Uh, and there's a Bordelais sauce. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> that's, that's your pick. Um, and finally, uh, there's a cheese plate um, to just to cleanse the palate. Uh, and your choice of dessert, a chocolate almond cake, uh, a meringue with vanilla ice cream and raspberry sorbet, or a thin apple tart. So you only get that one drink included for the price, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I there may be... See dinner. Uh, there is not a wine pairing menu, but right. I would be very surprised if there was not an additional wine pairing option. Yes, I was curious. I mean, this is launching in a, a day or two, so yeah, I'm excited to hear. Well, I'm I'm sure there will be plenty of vloggers who are yes. going to be there, uh, and uh, we'll 
pick apart the food possibly without actually eating it uh, on opening day oh, yeah. so yeah <laughs> uh but uh hopefully you know uh, i like i said the uh, soonest i could get in there was mid-december um but hopefully that will be worth the wait and we'll so. we'll talk about it we'll, we'll see if you're in town uh that week uh, we'll see if we can squeeze you into the reservation yes. oh. <laughs> I, I would also say that there's at least a 50 50 chance i'm gonna have to cancel this because uh i'm gonna have to convince part. my powers that be that uh <laughs> that it's worth spending that much money uh is uh, there a, an ap or any sort of 10 percent off on this uh, that is an excellent question um you know the old uh tables in wonderland has not returned oh, right ne that's yeah. never going to return unfortunately. yeah um, I, I and keep my card in my wallet as a memento and just a little bit of hopefulness but i can't see that ever happening yeah i did not uh in the the fine print when i made my reservation i did not see any mention of an annual pass discount but i will certainly ask <laughs> that's right. for sure you're correct i'm on the app there's no mention of an annual pass yeah, discount, yeah. and there probably isn't yeah <laughs> Well, uh, Brian has an opinion. He wants to read your mashed article all about it. Well, I'm trying to, if I can get <laughs> <laughs> My editors want me to write about it, but I'm not able to get in. So yeah. <laughs> I might have to go there and beg or something. And next up, uh, well, <laughs> for spending, talking about spending ridiculous money at Disney, <laughs> we've got to talk about this. Disney's yeah. Genie Plus prices have increased. Uh, yeah, we knew it was coming, uh, from, you know, from when they first introduced max pass at Disneyland and it was only like 15 bucks. I'm like, this is too good to be true. Uh, they are going to keep raising the price on this stuff until, uh, until people stop buying it, um, or, you know, until something breaks and that's where we're going. Um, uh, starting on October 11th prices for genie plus, and also individual lightning lanes have increased at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World resorts. And they've switched to a demand-based system. So the price will change day by day, depending on how busy it is. Yeah. And this is just extra headache inducing because it's different on both coasts. It's different prices. It's different, you know, ways you can go about purchasing. So at Disneyland, the only way that you can get it in advance is if you bundle it as an add-on when you purchase a ticket in advance. And in that case, it will be a flat fee of $25. So that means that if you're purchasing for a day and you get there and it's only like $20 a day, you don't get that money back that's the only way to reserve it which is interesting i mean there's no other way to, to go about it yes so you're kind of gambling uh that uh you know it 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 could be 25 a day it could be 20 a day it could it can slide um we don't really know you know we kind of know what the range is right now but we don't know how far they're they're going to push this um at the moment uh first of all at the moment Let's talk about Disneyland. Disneyland still allows you to pre-purchase this in advance. Uh, Walt right. Disney World has stopped allowing pre-purchase. If you purchase in advance, it's now 25. Before this, it was 20. Um, in addition, uh, if you are a Disneyland Magic Key holder, you're now you're getting 20% off of that number. Mm -hmm. So, woo. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, that 25 uh, for pre-purchase is the same no matter what day of the year. Uh, but you are going to um, have the daily price if you're just buying it on the day. 
you're not going to be able to uh, budget. You're not going to be able to plan exactly what it's going to cost for your family because that can change day by day. The only good thing about this is that Web Slingers is now going to be included in Genie Plus. Uh, so, you know, Web Slingers, especially since it had single rider line, was not one that I would recommend spending individual Lightning Lane money on. And now you don't have to no. worry about that because it's just part of Genie yes. Plus. No. And then also, so this all went into effect already. And so at Disney mm -hmm. World, there's now no way to pre-purchase it. No, so you no, they got they got rid of that. And yes. and your your bottom line is going to be 15 bucks. But I think there are going to be very few days where this is going to be 15 bucks. We've already seen a twenty two dollar day yeah. uh, and they have not told us uh, a cap. Um, so it could go up to 25, it could go up to 30, it could go 35 or 40 during Christmas. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah. I, I've been checking it. And so, like you said, I've seen 22, I saw 20 the other day. So mm -hmm. we'll see. I'm sure this is all, you know, a test for them as well to see, you know, who's purchasing it at this price. Can they jack it up even more? Yep. We don't know. Um, and so all of the th things we've been talking about up until now have applied to the uh, Genie Plus, which is the bundle of Lightning Lanes. Uh, but there's a ride in each park um, that uses individual Lightning Lane. And those prices went up uh, as well. Uh, you know, when we first started this, it was as low as seven bucks and I think as high as like 14. Um, now, uh, now we're talking... Um, 15 to 22 dollars per person just for rise of the resistance at disney's hollywood studios and at disneyland you can pay up to 25 dollars for one ride on rise of the resistance um honestly at disneyland wait times for that ride are not that bad no. i would i am I'm, I'm a little confused because consistently the wait time is higher at disney world than disneyland for that um so i, I wonder why they charge less at disney world um can we ever really make sense of it <laughs> no no and 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 it bounces all all around um and the only thing that we can guarantee is that whatever is the ceiling today will be the floor tomorrow like right. if you think that's expensive now wait another few months and it will be more yeah um, it's it's all very stressful i mean i'm sure you're like me where we get to go so often that we don't really purchase genie plus yeah, I, I personally don't really ever use it, but for the family that's coming in once a year, this is just another little piece of the puzzle that makes mm -hmm. things complicated. Uh, and, you know, we, you know, with touring plans, uh, the, the, the company that I work with, with the unofficial guides, uh, they did a lot of analysis when uh, this first started breaking down, you know, basically what you're spending per hour or per minute for genie plus and how much you know it all comes down to how much is your time in the theme park worth and a lot of that depends on what kind of a visitor you are if you are a right. annual pass holder uh and each visit to the park is you know you know basically costing you 10 bucks or 20 bucks because of the you know spreading out the cost of your annual pass over a year um then genie plus is not maybe a good efficient use of your money and time uh, if you're a once every 10 year visitor and, you know, you've sunk a lot of money into hotel rooms and tickets um, and, you know, it, it's kind of getting to the point where uh, if you don't purchase Genie Plus, you're going to have a rough day. Correct. Purchasing Genie Plus does not guarantee you an easy day. 
you know, it you're basically, especially at Disney World, it's going to help you out on two or three big attractions, and anything beyond that is is gravy. Um, uh, but it's just those those two or three big attractions can make the difference between you know having a day that you remember as being a good day in the park and having a day where all you remember is waiting in line. Right. Yeah. And I just. It's very, I've been thinking about it so much, obviously, because we write about it and talk about it, mm -hmm. but everything that Disney is doing right now is catering to a specific clientele that spends. Why don't they offer a service like that? Like, like a universal express pass, mm -hmm. you know, Disney's really trying to get this certain clientele that drops yeah. money, like nothing. $25 is really not a lot why don't they make a really premium product because people are going to spend that, you know, it's, I just can't figure it out. You know, right now they, they do have that premium product and it is called a VIP tour. And it is Super basically, premium. you are high, you are hiring a living express pass, you right. know, a person who basically does nothing but walk around with you uh, wearing plaid and lets you into the lightning lane. If they had a package that was like, you know, 10 lightning lanes to use anytime you want, uh, you know, costs sure, you a, like a few hundred dollars a day for a person as opposed to, I mean, a, a, a VIP tour, there's a seven hour minimum and right. it's seven hundred, several hundred dollars an hour. You know, I have uh, a family member um, who is coming down and, and wants to make sure that, that their family has uh, a perfect trip. So they are hiring an independent a tour guide who has no actual powers to backdoor them into anything just to walk around with them for $250 an hour. Um, people spend that kind of money. Um, and if Disney, if Disney offered something that was in between Genie Plus right. and Lightning Lane, but not as expensive as a VIP tour, split the difference, sure there'd be a lot of people who would be happy to purchase that. And they already have the system in place at Disneyland Paris. So please. Yeah. Yes. And that, that Disneyland Paris, that Disneyland Paris, um, you know, I, I'm, I forget the name of it exactly, but it's a, basically Premier like uh, access. Premier access. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's almost the same price as a day ticket. Like you're basically doubling your admission cost, uh, yeah, but at least you're guaranteeing convenient. a certain number of, of, uh, you know, expedited entrances to rides. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the issue with me I have with Genie Plus is it feels like I'm just throwing away a nominal amount of money, but mm -hmm. because it's it's not a lot compared to other services like Disneyland Paris, but it's a gamble because you don't really know what's going to happen. So yeah. I, now that makes me think of oh, $25, I can go out to lunch with a friend. I'd yeah. rather maybe spend that than just throw $25 yeah. at a wall and hope for something. And, you know, for me going as a single person to the park, $25 a day is okay. Right. But if you're a family and you've got two or three or four kids, that's a huge right. extra investment. I mean, we're, we're talking the, the price of a hotel night, you know, almost for each, each day of right. that you're using this. And, you know, your family wants to go on Haunted Mansion and that's all they want to do. You get it, and there's no times that work in with your schedule. You're not going mm -hmm. on it, and you just spent over a hundred dollars. So yes. there, hopefully, there will be some sort of solution. Or I don't. Know. I mean, selfishly, as someone who doesn't really uh, purchase Genie Plus very often Same. at all, not at Disney World at least. If I'm at Disneyland yeah. and I'm only at Disneyland for a couple of days, I will purchase it. But at Disney World, as an annual pass holder, no. Selfishly, I would like them to keep 
raising the price until people stop buying it um, so that there are fewer people cutting ahead of me in the lightning lane so that they don't have to do these ratios of 10 people from the lightning lane for every one person from the standby lane. Um, right. You know, if, if, you know, it's basic economics, if they, if they raise the price of this enough that people balk, then that actually becomes better for those of us who don't buy it. So keep raising yeah. the price. Yes. Go for it. I, yeah. Go for it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so many thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So many thoughts. Well, uh, let's move on from Disney oh. and talk a little bit about Universal. Uh, Universal's got something new and exclusive, but they aren't charging extra for it. It's yeah. just shh, a secret. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, Universal Hollywood and Universal Orlando are teaming up with Coca-Cola to offer secret menus at both resorts, uh, offering some unique, never-before-tasted beverages. Yes, I thought this was kind of a really cool idea, and it, it came out of nowhere, almost, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've they done these kind of collabs in the past. Uh, yeah. I remember when... Um, Velocicoaster open. They briefly had mm -hmm. like an, an island cooler uh, and uh, Volcano Bay had an exclusive flavor for a while. But this is like a whole program of secret menus. Um, and there's there's two kind of secret menus. One are ones that you have to go up to a restaurant counter and ask for them by name mm -hmm. at the counter. So you can't do these through a mobile order. Um, you've got to know the uh, secret code word uh, to try these. Um, Universal Hollywood has three of them, uh, and we've got four of them in Universal Orlando. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read them off and I want to hear your yay or nay, whether yes. you would, you would drink one of these. Um, okay. For Hollywood, we've got Hollywood coconut cream at the Hollywood and dime and it's Coke zero plus coconut cream with a cherry. And yes. they they say it pairs well with chicken teriyaki. Uh, <laughs> I like coconut. So, yes, yeah, I, would, I would do that too. All right. Number two, shake, rattle, and roll orange cream float at Mel's Diner. Fanta orange, vanilla, soft serve ice cream, whipped cream, and a cherry. Too much. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's, uh, and they, they advise they pair that with a hot chicken sandwich. So maybe all that dairy would like kind of cool down the, the yes. hot chicken, but. Yeah, I'm that's that's a bit much for me. And prehistoric fizzy punch, passion fruit flavored sprite, and cream topped with a cherry. Ugh, no. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. It's the cream that gets me. I don't, right. I, don't need, I don't need quite so much cream. All right. So over at Universal Orlando, uh, we've got four. All right. If you are a uh <laughs> If you're a fan of fall beverages, they've got an autumn spice cooler at Hot Dog Hall of Fame that is original Coca-Cola mixed with cinnamon and tart cherry. Yes, yes, yes. This sounds yes, yes. really good. I don't really drink soda, but if I do, I'm going to the machine where you could put the little bit of cherry mm -hmm. into a Coke. And so now with this little cinnamon, that sounds awesome. I was going to say, my, my wife is a huge uh, cherry Coke fan anytime we're at yeah. a movie theater gotta have cherry coke uh and a little cinnamon that sounds interesting um next up pizza's bff at louis <laughs> gelato restaurant it's a coca-cola dream world float with vanilla ice cream and a layer of bright dragon fruit syrup uh and they advise that you eat that with a pepperoni slice not <laughs> if you're lactose intolerant let me tell you <laughs> not if you're lactose intolerant <laughs> Hey, they, they get a lot of creativity points for making these pairings. This is really cool. <laughs> so um, 
have you tried Coca-Cola Dream World yet? I have not had it. I have not, but it's not because I haven't seen it. It's just because everyone says they don't like it. So <laughs> why even go there? <laughs> well, it's, apparently it's Pizza's BFS. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, over at Volcano Bay, uh, they've got a Krakatoa fruit cooler, which is Fanta Orange with pineapple, chipotle syrup, and yes. basil. And oh my God, that sounds so good. And can I sneak a shot of rum in that yes. maybe? I was just about to say, <laughs> rum in that? That sounds amazing. <laughs> and finally, they've got a sparkler spritz at Cafe 4 that's Sprite lemon juice, hibiscus dragon fruit, and tart cherry syrup topped with whipped cream and blue raspberry pop rocks. Oh. They almost had me and then they had to go just a little too far. It's always know. the pop rocks that, <laughs> and I, you know, I thought you couldn't mix pop rocks with with soda, or your head would explode, like Mikey from the Life Series. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who grew up hearing that rumor? For anyone that's just listening, you got you should pull up the article because the logos they created for each of these are really cool. Yeah, they're really great. They had um like a sticker or something you got of the logo when you ordered it because they they did a really nice job with this. Um, so, okay, those are all of the sodas that you can sample uh, at the beverage counter by asking them by name. But there's a whole nother layer of secret hidden menus in Coca-Cola freestyle machines. Um, if you go uh, now. All right. So it took me a little bit to figure this out because they said in the article that it was found in the app. And I was like, where in the app is this? Um, so. It's actually, now I won't be able to find it again. If you open up the uh, Universal Smartphone app, look in the main menu, and then go down under Special Offers, and then you have to swipe one to the right to find it. Uh, and it says Secret Menu, and then that has a link that says Learn More, and that takes you to a web page that's got all the prices, all of these beverages we've talked about so far cost $7 each. Uh, and then it's got a list of locations for freestyle machines. Uh, and this is going to tell you where you can go to uh, unlock the secret freestyle menus. Ooh, um, so and also, <laughs> if, you're use, if you're using the Hollywood app, mm -hmm. you go to their menu, but then you click special events. Uh, see, they can't and, even get a consistent. <laughs> right, right. So what this basically is telling me is that I'm going to be waiting like five minutes behind someone. It, at the Exactly. Because machines. the freestyle machines do not have slow enough lines as as is. Right. And so, I always use it to get, you know, a quick water, but it's never quick. All right. <laughs> you know? So here here's what you're going to do if, if you don't have access to the, the website, wherever I went out. Here's how you do it. Go up to the. Uh, the freestyle machine uh, at the select locations where they have this in the lower right hand corner, you'll see a new button. That's like a little vault, a little gray vault in the bottom, right? Tap that. And then they'll pop up a little blank square on the left hand side of the screen. It says enter code, draw with your finger, a U shape, like just the letter U and that will open up the uh the secret menu and each location has a different secret beverage um so you're gonna have to uh you know activate a freestyle cup and spend the whole day going around trying all of these i think uh i think i might have to do that uh, i think you should for science <laughs> yeah for science for science and then um uh, someone's gonna need to give me an insulin shot afterwards <laughs> because 
if you weren't diabetic before trying all of these different sodas, at least some of them are made with Coke Zero. Um, so the syrup so is not sugar free. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Yep. So uh, uh, if you are into cool secret beverages, uh, Universal has got your back. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, next up. Bush Gardens in Tampa has announced a brand new ride, and it is going to be a record-setting Serengeti flyer that is going to open in spring of 2023. Ooh, this looks, I saw the picture and I got nauseous. I am not <laughs> a flat attraction spinner type of person. Uh, this looks death-defying. <laughs> um, so this is a uh, scream and swing ride, and it's not just any scream and swing. It is 130 feet tall, world's tallest, world's fastest scream and swing ride. I mean, basically picture your typical playground swing scaled up ginormous. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's it's basic physics. Uh, you're swinging forward. You're getting negative G's. You're swinging back. Um, it's that that moment of weightlessness at the end of the pendulum uh, that people are into. Um, and if you're not into it, these things yeah. are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is going to be located uh, in the Serengeti Plain area of the park, uh, which is a 65-acre area. Uh, area where they uh, have animals and grassland and you're going to get a great view of it for a brief moment if you don't have your eyes squeezed shut because <laughs> uh, this thing is going to hit uh, 68 miles an hour um, and the maximum height like i said 135 feet at the peak um, and the, the way this is set up is uh, you've got 10 people sitting in two rows and you're like back to back. So one person is swinging forward and the other person is swinging backwards um, uh, across two gondolas, both swinging at the same time. So that lets 40 people ride at once. So that should give a pretty good capacity for a, uh, a cycle art ride. And I think I might have blipped out for a second. You or did you for did. a second. I so, did for um, a second. I'm back. Yes. Um, so this is going to open up next year at Bush Gardens Tampa. And I think Carly is volunteering to be the first person on this, right? I would do it once. <laughs> and then immediately get a drink right after, but not before. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, and and uh, Brian points out that there was a little bit of playful back and forth on uh, on Twitter between Bush and Universal um, about this announcement. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but we have someone in the comments who is vouching that you are not a fan of these rides. No. And uh, don't ask you to ride the swings. All right. All right, Adam, <laughs> we'll take your advice. I will gladly right. hold your belongings and sit and watch, but that's it. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. But before we get into this week's main attraction, let's hear from our sponsor. 
The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And for this week's main attraction, Fantasmic is finally returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios in November. We don't have an exact date yet, but we've got some details about the show and the updates that we're going to see. Yes. So don't worry. It's the same soundtrack, but there will be some new characters, new projection. So uh, it's all good news. I mean, Disneyland's version, not going to lie, is better. Oh, uh, Disneyland's version will always be better. And we can definitely have a discussion with that. In fact, if you would uh, like to debate that with our own Jeff DePauly, he has just put up an article on our website uh, saying what he loves about each version. It's very it's very even handed. He points out there are some good things about the one in Disney World, uh, namely seats. Uh, I I like being able to have a bench instead of having to stand or sit on the ground. Mm -hmm. Totally appreciate that. Um, But uh, we are going to see what kind of changes they've made when this when this show comes back on some unknown date in the month of November. Right. Which is uh, like two weeks from now. November starts. (laughs) And we know they have been rehearsing it. Um, I actually, the last time I was over at the park, I could hear some sound testing and some pyro testing. Um, So there is definitely progress being made. Um, No, people might have been worried that uh, Hurricane Ian had wiped out the set, but uh, it looks like they are on track to get this thing open. The biggest change that we know about in the show, other than technical updates, them uh, putting in new lasers, new audio, new projectors, getting everything you know, up to current technical specs, uh, the Pocahontas scene. Pocahontas has not been removed, um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point of view. There will still be pocahontas but the section that was all pocahontas is now apparently also going to feature an appearance from the live action version of mulan as well as elsa from frozen aladdin and moana that's uh, those are exciting additions you know big fans kids will love it uh, we also know that the um, film clips that you see in between the live action sequences uh, have been updated, re-edited. Um, hopefully they're higher resolution because the ones in Disneyland have been so much sharper than uh, mm-hmm. the ones that we had here in, in Florida. Uh, and some new characters, some more modern movies uh, will be referenced in those film clips as well. Um, our uh, our editor, uh, our publisher, Matt, did an interview uh that you can find on our youtube channel about the return of phantasmic um a few months back um so we did get confirmation uh that the uh the steam steamboat willie the steamship with uh, all the characters will return uh because that's a really beloved part of the show i don't think you could have phantasmic without that big character ship at the end even though it's better at disneyland yes confirmed because it's it's the uh the real river ship and not a tiny squished down version of it 
So, so what do you think park reservations are going to be like? <laughs> oh yeah, don't even ask. Um, I mean, the the only uh, I, I am curious to see what they do in terms of demand for this show. Um, right. You know, they uh, even with park reservations, uh, you know, two shows a night will easily fill up. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not sure if this will become a Genie Plus offering, if they right. will use maybe a virtual line system, um, or if we will just go back to the days where you had to line up uh, an hour or so before Fantasmic if you wanted right. to have hopes that of getting was, in. That was not bad. You know, you can get a snack, yeah. you have drinks, you know, you sit, you get your little bench, you send someone in your family. Yeah. It's not a terrible process. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we will be hearing about dining packages, and I'm sure that when we do hear about them, they will be more expensive than the last time uh, they had dining packages. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but... Uh, you know, I'm I'm mostly happy that the cast members who make the show go on uh, every night are getting uh, back to work because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a, a large number of uh, performers involved in that show. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm happy for more cast members uh, back on the payroll. Well, and also not to mention, it's now the end of 2022 and Hollywood Studios has been without any significant evening <laughs> Yes. For a, yeah. a little bit too long, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, um, they have a library of projection shows and firework shows that they could be doing. Um, and, uh, you know, that little Disney animation pre-show video thing that they do on, on the, the Chinese theater is OK. Mm-hmm. I personally wish they would bring the Star Wars fireworks back. So good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Fantasmic, um, that. You know, honestly, the park needs it because people slam the park in the morning to get their slinky dog and get their rise of the resistance. And by late afternoon, that park uh, really empties out. Um, So uh, maybe this will help uh, shift attendance uh, later in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, exciting all around. Oh, jingle bell, jingle bam. I love that. Oh, (laughs) that's not coming. Yes. And yeah, Brian points out that is not coming back this year. Um, but if you, uh, since we're being nostalgic for old, uh, Hollywood studios, uh, entertainment, um, the, uh, if you loved the old, um, Osborne lights, uh, mm-hmm. the next best thing, um, they, they had it previously over at Gids, give kids the world village, uh, and they did still keep some of those lights to dress up, give kids the world. Um, but that's going to be private this year. That's only for the families who need, need the village. Uh, this year, they are moving that over to H2O, yes. uh, the the island, uh, the Margarita uh, theme, Margaritaville themed uh, water park um, over near the Margaritaville Resort. So, uh, yeah, check out if you want an old fashioned Streets of America kind of uh, holiday walkthrough light experience. That's where to go for it. Oh, absolutely. And you have all those restaurants over there. You can make a whole little night mm-hmm. out of it. And it's, you know, all for a good cause. So we ran over. We uh, had a really short show last week, and we made up for it with a a bonus-sized show this week. So I just want to thank all of you who have stuck here to the end uh, to hear it from us. Uh, Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor again, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And I want to remind everyone to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. It really helps us get the word out. Uh, and spread the podcast to more listeners and viewers. 
If you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, you can find me personally at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com, where you can pick up new copies of my Universal Orlando and Disneyland books. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, so I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And this week I am headed to Hershey Park for so i will be posting a lot from that (laughs) you know that is one of my favorite parks so i cannot wait to talk to you all about uh their first their first ever haunt event they've done family friendly trick-or-treating before but you are gonna get to see the first uh hershey haunted houses that's really exciting um well of course if you want more from the whole attractions magazine team we are always at attractionsmagazine.com at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at Attractions on TikTok. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most of all, have fun. Yes. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.